It is a truth universally acknowledged that a chap in possession of a suffragette fiancée is in need of a pair of bolt cutters. Which railing is she chained to now, Reeves? The Houses of Parliament, sir. Miss Emmeline and five other ladies are protesting in Parliament Square. Have the police been summoned? I fear their arrival is imminent, sir. Shall I fetch your driving coat? I positively shot out of the door. Reginald Worcestershire does not dawdle when a damsel is about to be distressed by the long arm of the law, especially when said damsel happened to be Emmeline Dreadnought, who, like Queen Elizabeth, when confronted by the Spanish Armada, would not go quietly. And there was nothing that irked a magistrate more than a person who would not go quietly. She could get fourteen days. I pushed the Stanley steamer to its limits, turning into Piccadilly on two wheels. How's the brain, Reeves? Up to pressure and full of vim? It appears to be functioning within acceptable parameters, sir. Reeves' steam-powered brain was one of the seven wonders of the Victorian world. If anyone could save Emmeline from fourteen days of embroiled mail sacks, Reeves was the chap. Can you see her? I asked as we swung into Parliament Square. I believe, said Reeves, holding onto his bowler hat with one hand and the side of the Stanley with the other. That, that's Miss Emmeline by the main gate, sir. It does not appear that the constabulary have arrived yet. I swerved the car towards the small outcrop of humanity clustered around Parliament Gate. Emmeline was on the far right of the line of six ladies. I don't know if there's a dress code for protesting, but these ladies would not have looked out of place in the royal enclosure at Ascot, except for the placards and chains. The Ascot stewards take a dim view of both. Votes for women, they chanted in unison, waving placards conveying a similar message. Emancipation now! Votes for ladies! A small group of onlookers had stopped to watch the protest. I aimed the car to the right of them and pulled hard on the brake lever. The Stanley stuttered to a complaining halt a few yards short of Emmeline. Good morning, ladies, I said, rising from my seat and doffing the old driving cap. Sorry to interrupt and all, but... Uh, Emmeline, quick, jump aboard. The Rosas will be here any second. Good, said Emmeline, affecting a surprisingly haughty tone. Let them come. Votes for women! What? I climbed down from the Stanley and attempted to reason with the young firebrand. <laughs> I don't think you quite understand, Emmeline. The police take a dim view of the Queen's peace being disturbed, especially when it involves people chaining themselves to the Palace of Westminster's Rourke Ironwork. You'll, you'll go to prison! Perhaps I want to go to prison. Votes for women! No one wants to go to prison. It's much overrated. They don't serve tea until well after six, and there are positively no cocktails. Come on, Reeves, cut those chains. Reeves, commanded Emmeline, stay where you are. If you wish, miss, though might I suggest you reconsider your current plan of action? Don't listen to him, Emmeline, he's a man, said one of Emmeline's sisters in chains. I'm not sure if Volcaris had aunts, but if they did, and they were partial to large hats and ostrich feathers, this woman could have been a stand-in for Brunhild's on her days off. Actually, he's not a man, I countered. He's an automaton, a dashed brainy one at that. And if Reeves says reconsider, well, I'd jolly well listen to him. Emmeline would have none of it. 
This is not a time for listening. Reggie, this is a time for action. Reeves coughed, one of his mildly disapproving coughs. He'd aired it earlier on upon discovering a pair of duck egg blue spats I'd hidden at the back of my wardrobe.